Oh man, these headphones are so tight, I can hear my heartbeat. Jesus. I'm getting big headed that my microphone's working and not Gregor's. Gregor, sort your shit out, pal. Can you, can you even remember what the music sounds like? It was that. It wasn't that. Oh. I don't know what that was. In it my was... head it is. <laughs> no, still not there. Keep going. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, is that that's the V-pub music you're doing? <laughs> bling, 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 bling. Bang, 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 bang. So come on, I missed I missed a few bits there. So what does Amiabus mean? It was an old advertising campaign in Glasgow, the west of Scotland, about Strathclyde buses. I think it was, and the wee jingle end was Amiabus. Amiabus. <laughs> what does that mean? Now, is that you, Glas? Is that your Ouija Pata? It is Ouija Pata, mate. It's from Ouija advertising, <laughs> like your wee maroon buses you get over Nice Coast. No use. Maroon. That's a good colour, is the maroon. No, it's not quite tangerine, is it, China? H-E-A-R-T-S. <laughs> if you can't spell it, then here's what it says. I think you'd be kind of hard pushed not to be able to spell hearts. I mean, that's a special kind of person. Can't spell hearts. I was just thinking back to our visit to Hogwarts. Sorry, I mean Edinburgh at the end of last year. Remember we went to, the, <laughs> yeah. went to that tasting and all the American tourists? It's just like Hogwarts. <laughs> no, it's no. <laughs> Come to Sight Hill. <laughs> so we hadn't we hadn't even chopped up what was planning for the episodes, have we? Should we just go with it? Or just go with it. Right, I just wing it. Just All right, it, man. Okay. Give me two seconds till right. I get my water, okay? okay? Two seconds. I just need a name for this episode. Where the fuck have we been? <laughs> Dram face the return. Oh, return of the Dram face. That's it. There you go. No, that return of Dram face was the start of season two. Was that the name? Was that the name? It's the Dram face strikes back then. Yes. Nice. We're all good. We are. Yep. All right. All right. There we go. Arbitrary countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, Dram Facers. Welcome to season three, no less, episode mm-hmm. twenty-five. The Dram Face Strikes Back. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Where's the rhyme? Uh, <laughs> I, I I need to back off. Right, giving rise such a hard test. I'm getting bored of myself talking about it. Anyway, uh, today we're joined by Rob, Roy, Scott, and Gordon. How are we all? Hey, yep. Very well, thank you. Hello, everyone. How are you, Gregor? You well? I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all the better for being live and recording and seeing your faces. It's been a while. It has. Okay. It has. And I think that should be the focus of this episode is uh, what we've all been up to, I think, since we, we hung up the microphones for season two which was back in, I think, October. Of course, we were posting after, but that's when we stopped recording. Mm-hmm. So I figured this episode should really be a catch-up, what we've all been doing, what's the whiskey journey's been like, and uh, maybe a little focus on Dramface and how it's going. Right. But before we get to that, we need to see what's in everyone's glasses. And I think that the person that needs the whiskey the most right now would, would go first. Put your hand up if you are that person. 
Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. Right, okay. You, did, you didn't volunteer, but I'm volunteering you. I feel like you need the whiskey most. What's in the glass? <laughs> um, I've got many going, but the one that I'm focusing on right now is a, it's a single cask Glengarry by Berry Bros. Ooh. Um, Very nice. Well, well, mm. it's it's not there's like, a butt. Yeah, there's it's not like any other geary that I've had so is it a, far. Is it a sherry? Is it a sherry butt? It's a sherry finish. Mm. Okay. What's that? No, I was I was playing off Roy. Roy, Roy said there's a butt. Is there a sherry oh. butt? It's okay. It's okay. You'll get you. It's been a while since we've bantered. That's right. Start yeah. off with the dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not it's not delivering. Well, it's it is delivering, but not in the way that I expected. It had a lot of sulphur at the start. Like re- I've never really had sulphur. People talk about fireworks or sulphur or eggies, and I opened uncorked it because you know the reviews were great. Oh, and uh, <laughs> it was really eggy. So I left the oh. top off for a whole day. I just left the cork off, and it seems to have been. <laughs> All right, so we need to give context here because this is a podcast and you can't see the video that we're seeing. Um, Rob, Rob's, Rob's minion descended into his room and proceeded to make make herself at home in the background, and Rob's wrestling the little child out of the out of the way. I was just I was just sharing what was going on to the, well done, to, the well to the audience, Rob. <laughs> Sorry, we excuse Rob, me. We just witnessed Rob put his four-year-old in a catapult and launch her out of the, <laughs> out of the room. No children were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon, we were absolutely hanging on your every word up until that wee redhead <laughs> stormed the set. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what were you expecting from the dram, uh, Gordon? What was... <clears throat> well... I, you know, it's, I should know better than to go into anything thinking I know what this all tastes like. So I was expecting the kind of bready, purple, uh, heathery, geary of everything. Maybe even a bit buttery. Have I said buttery? No. 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 But this one is really, it was really fireworky and a wee bit sour and not buttery at all. And it's just a, a bit weird. And so to try and, I don't know diffuse this weirdness i just left the, the stopper off for a whole day mm. and it seemed wow. to tame the 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 fireworkiness of it so it's still no quite geary like but it's really interesting really interesting and i'm trying to think why it is like that it's nine years so it's a uh, how old is it 2011 to 2023 10 12 years. 12 years. So it's 10 years in bourbon and then two years finishing Oloroso. Mm. And I think that's the Oloroso that's causing the, the, oh, the weirdness. Yeah. So Scott I don't know what's Scott is nodding. Scott is nodding. He well, was nodding it, before you even finished that sentence. I'm, I'm just thinking it's, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a 10 year old Glengarry in a bourbon cask. Why would you then ruin <laughs> it in a nasty sulfur cask for two years? It's mm. <laughs> easy. Madness. Does Geary normally is does Geary normally go through sherry? Or no? I think it does, aye. Mm. I think it does. The official, the official bottles are a bit of both. Ah, it's a combo, oh, yeah. aye. I yeah. think so. I think one of their one of their best from their official range is a fifty year old specifically sherry cask. Fifty? Fifteen. Oh, right. Whew. 
Uh, it's not always available. It's one of these kind of 15-year-olds that occasionally it's there and often it's not. Yeah. I've got a bottle here, actually, Gordon. We should maybe talk, maybe do a wee trade or I something. I would like to talk about thing. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is good, and I've had it before. But I generally, the old-school Glengarry's Gregor would have been peated. Peated, yeah, they're going back to that, that, aren't they? They're going back to peatedness. Yeah. So they've got a, yeah. a yeah. fire. A... And they've got, their wash still is direct fire now. Yeah. Direct fire, that's it. Yeah, and they've got they've put in their own floor maltings. They're trying to go back to the, the using peat, mm. at least a proportion of peated malt. And they're so there's and and I get the impression that the the way this has come around for Glengarry because they're owned by Beam Santori, who are mm. famously neglectful, right? Ochentosh and Beaumont Lafroig, and I mean the, the probably the biggest single ignored distillery on the planet, Ardmore. <laughs> if it wasn't for the yeah. Indies, you know. Yeah. But it seems to be that maybe the Japanese end of things are, are getting to run a wee bit at Scotch whiskey now, and they've started with Glengarry. Um, and it seems to be under that direction that we're start that we're seeing this drive for old school Glengarry, which I would be dead excited mm-hmm. to to taste in the years ahead. If if we're spared, that would be amazing to sit down and and taste floor malted from a corporate. That would be quite incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's a shame that that one's no lighting you up because not, Berry Brothers are usually pretty decent. Well, I've got another Berry Brothers that I bought. That was my sole reason for shopping. I got it from um, the whiskey shop, Dufton. Yeah. And they have a, a single cask exclusive Glen Elgin, which everybody was lighting up about. And I, at the time, I didn't go for it because I was chasing other stuff. But recently, I thought, I'm going to go for that. And whilst there, I saw this Geary, so I bought that as well. And it was quite expensive. It was near enough £100. Ooh, and yeah. it's just no doing it. It's it's interesting, but I can't say that I'm enjoying it. Ah, okay. Not out and out. Like, the Adventurers, you know, 11-year-old was unbelievable. The best Geary, if not the best whiskey I've tried so far. Just loved it. Oh, wow. Uh, so that was that the Adelphi adventure. That was a Adelphi bottle of uh, gear. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about that because I've got the same bottle. I've not opened it yet. So oh, that's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. Oh, it's just phenomenal. Okay, good. You know, I'll, I want I'll, to. I, I, well, I want to. You know, I I do want to compare what you because we've we've differed an opinion on a few drams in the last little while. Have we I, now? I, I think so. Does it begin with tea? Maybe and ends yes. in Omatin. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to just check. Uh, I just want to check how your palate it compares to mine these days. So that might be one to open soon. Well, we, I think you need to qualify that, pal, because you said that the time that you tried the whiskey in question, you were greased up to the hilt. So everything was great. Can we? Can we just? Is it a secret what whiskey we're speaking about here? <laughs> can we? Can we mention it? Uh, was it the cast strength tomato? No, it was the Italian series Amarone. Oh, the Amarone. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't say greased up. What I, th- I think what I said, I was drinking it in the... Upside uh, down. No, I was drinking it in the visitor centre. And maybe a, a bit like when you're at a festival, you can get caught up in the moment and it's mm-hmm. you're not your most analytical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I need to open it. Uh, but I remember, I loved it. I loved the Amarone. And I love Amarone wine, so there's, you know, the two should connect. It did something else interesting. Aye. So let's wow. see. Let's see. I'll, um, I'll well, Geary's phenomenal. And it's 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 
qualified phenomenal by many sources. It's it's a banger. So I've I'm you know I I loved Geary anyway. You know I'm, I'm uh, a Geary fan. Yeah. The the Adelphi Botland just secured it for me. So when I saw this, I was like, "Oh yeah, beauty! I'm going to get that." And it's been challenging since the court came off. Hmm. Well, Which before before I, before I pivot over to Monroe, just a wee check in with with Gordon and your buying habits, as you mentioned, the money spent. Why? How are we doing on the most you've spent on a bottle? I remember when we first started <laughs> to get to know each other, and yeah. you you came in and you were. You were at a certain budget, or you were like, "I'm never going to spend." Yep. I think it was even triple digit. You said one twenty was the most I've spent, but right, I have, have we not breached a hundred pounds since that statement? Okay, mm. that's impressive. Good, I'm you. impressed. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. Good stuff, Scott. What's in the glass, buddy? <clears throat> Although we're just talking there about ruining whiskey and sherry, but I'm actually having a we are we sherry drum tonight. <gasps> um, no. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I'm always slagging off sherry, but I've said before, it's not because I don't enjoy it. I just don't like when I get a sherry cast like Gordon's been talking about, which is sulfury or just too tannic. Mm. But I'm having a wee blend. I blended Scotch whiskey from um, Little Brown Dog. It's their nice. uh, the Druket Dog, the Druket Dog. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, it came out end of last year, and it's um, 2011, 43.6, but it's cast strength session dram. It's not often oh. you see a dram marked as a session dram. Mm. Re, uh, refill sherry butts. And it's a cracker. It's really nice. It's like, it's the the sherry and it is the kind of brown sugar, tablet, toffee kind of thing, mm. uh, rather yeah, than any fruitiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and because awesome. of, it's it's just such a great whiskey. And it costs about, you still get it, it costs about 30, between 35 and 38 quid. Holy um, moly. Uh, and it's a really good one. And I know why they've called it a session dram. It's just one of these whiskies. ABV's perfect for it, 43.6. It's very easy going. Drinkable, yeah. And uh, it's, you know... Danger whiskey. Poor, poor, yeah, totally danger whiskey. I mean, I, I'm holding it up just now, and I've, I've drunk mm. quite a lot of that, and it's not really my kind of thing. And you only but opened that it, 10 minutes ago as well. Well, that's the thing, you know, like, <laughs> time, time goes quickly. But I bought this on the same day as I bought another another bottle from Little Brown Dog, and that, they've got a Glen Elgin as well. Mm. And I bought the both, both of them at the same time from the, the Good Spirits Company in Glasgow. That's a good one as well. It's the, the, the Glen Elgin's done in, in Sautern cask, mm. and I just fancied it, and I just thought, I'll go for it. So I bought this at the same time because of the price, and it's really, really nice, really good. And I see you still buy it. It's pretty inexpensive, but if you're looking for a good cheeky wee blend, refill sherry, I, I really recommend it. I think you'd really enjoy it. No bad. As you sung up the, 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 the value proposition, I was checking Gordon's glasses reflection to see if he was going off. Going, <laughs> I felt like he was about to start clicking on and go auto-chasing, but... No. You held, you held well. Little brown dog. How long's that been going? I, I feel uh, a few years three now. Years. I think um, two or Andrew three. Andrew and the team are doing great. They're they're very quickly got yeah. quite a following. Lots of people Aye. raving about it. Mm-hmm. I feel and like it tends to be it, it tends to be aficionados that are kind of raving about it, and you've got this. And, well, I think they they also I think when they first came onto the market, their whiskies were in fifty cl bottles. I think mm-hmm. um, they're now yeah. up at seventy cl. Um, which is oh, great to good. see as well. And I think yeah, really they, uh, my friend Jan in Newcastle, he's a big fan of things that they do, and they did something in a Tokai cask and things like that. So they quite like experiment with different things. I see the Glen Elgin, as I say, it's a turn cask. But these are the first two bottles I've actually bought from them. I have not kind of taken the plunge before, but I was intrigued. Just I thought that looks, it was, it was before Christmas time, and I guess that kind of stereotypical Christmas dram, you want maybe a wee touch of sherry. 
and I say contrary to popular, if I don't hate Sherry, and it's a <laughs> but really good. Uh, I, I really recommend if you're looking for a a nice easy going kick back whiskey to have for a good price. Nice. So yeah, and I'll be keeping my open for for other bottles from the range going forward as well. Good stuff. Aye. Good stuff. Rob, you look mm. like you were um, you like you've you've had a busy time stomping on bugs and and fixing the website. <laughs> what? What what uh, what drama are you reaching for when it's been a day like that? It's been a lot recently, actually. I've uh, I've been turning the house upside down, and it's opened up a bit more space on the shelf. So I've been opening up a few more hoarded bottles, and I mean, I've been trying to curb the the spending, like a few others. I think I it's I seem to seemingly have a bottle ban on all the time, but yeah, I always seem to break it when an offer <laughs> pops up, or I, I read a good review. And it just triggers that I, the FOMO. But at the minute, well, it's the season for me, the sherry season, and going for those big fruity drams. And uh, but it's starting to now eke into a bit of peat as well. I'm not a massive peat fan, especially like cask finished peat. And uh, at the minute, I've been really enjoying it. So what's in the glass? So I'm on Wireworks Carduro, and nice the reason one. being is because I, I had a bit of space and. I felt like I needed to open up something that wasn't just another Scott bottle of scotch. Mm. And I had I had like three wireworks hoarded away. So I obviously want to get the Carduro, their kind of core range now, their their mainstay. But I also had a uh their recent full maturation port, which was just really cause I, I tried the the double up port and that was so thick and so like the the berry notes is just delicious, and it's probably one. Of, it's one of, probably the best example of port cask whiskey that I've tried, and the high ABV helps. So I, want, I really mm. want to try this new release, and it kind of shocked me a little bit. I, I, I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm under the impression that it's the same casks, but then obviously it's not like a fresh cask port; it's like a, a refill. But on most of the Wireworks stuff is lightly peated, but this is, for, to my palate at least very peaty mm. very porty and cast strength and it's just it's just gorgeous where do where do wireworks get their peat from oh i remember I, asking I, I, when i was at the distillery i asked the question i, I think it's i think i, I want to say the highlands they must, they must buy in peated yeah they buy oh. it in yeah yeah oh. will you be in I, I rob will you be in will you be in an ask an ask hole at the said tour <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you try and be uh yeah when you feel like you're the only person there really is like super geeking out, you try and like stand at the back a little bit more. I was with a lot of friends who whiskey curious or yeah, they kind of like dipping their toe into it and and uh, yeah, so you try and lead, lead, let them push them to the front sort of thing. Uh, I think uh, what White Peak are doing is fantastic. I think their alter ego, the Wireworks alter ego from last year was probably my whiskey of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, wow. I think they're just, I think they're exceptional. I think everything they do is... Uh, the amount, the amount of flavour they're able to pack into four or five year old whiskey mm-hmm. yep. is shocking, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely stunning. I was raving uh, to them at the Glasgow Whiskey Festival mm-hmm. back in November. Just tried everything. And also, I just want to say that their, their virgin oak um, yes. is just mind blowing as well. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's really, really wow. good. Um, it's, it's really nice to see some bottles that are actually uh, showcasing virgin oak really well i feel yeah. like for the longest time people kind of turn the nose up a little at it and i i'm a, i'm i am a fan i've uh, i've tried some it was a 30 year old 
from infrequent flyers and that was finished in the virgin oak and it was it was just out of this world and that was kind of like my jumping up point yeah it can sometimes just add a kind of little if it's done well a nice kind of edge to it it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe but i think when you've tasted something that's either been finished or matured in virgin oak you can get you can get it you can you can find that so that's something though i'm trying i'm struggling to kind of describe it but um if it's done well it's just fantastic so mm-hmm. um I, 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 that's good to hear about that one rob because i think they're doing really good things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they really are and it's it's a fantastic place how, how how and how is it treating you tonight is it delivering better than gordo's giri at the minute so this is actually the third paw out of this uh, i only opened it the other night and tonight it's, it's gorgeous it's got a little something a bit more depth to it tonight i want to say funky i think my tasting notes are as um i'm not as qualified as a of a drum face writer in terms of like my being able to articulate my tasting notes but it's got a little summit creeping in the background i'm really enjoying don't blow smoke up their guilt man. they're on <laughs> uh-huh. this they're in this room they're in the call don't um it's a good pivot though to one of the writers roy what's in i nearly said i nearly said i nearly slipped oh, up there close easy <laughs> Ooh, yeah. what, what a treasured secret it is oh, too. Oh, no one knows. No one knows. Oh, what's in the glass? Brody. Uh, I mean Roy. Um <laughs> Ogilvy. What's in the glass? It was a bit of a crazy winter, wasn't it? And I was part of it. That I didn't really buy much whiskey in December and into January. In fact, it's very rare for me to have a period of time like that where I can actually recall exactly the bottles that I bought. I was buying so little. I just I wasn't in the mood and it turned out that I think everyone felt the same way there was just loads of folk just went on a kind of slowdown they focused on Christmas you know they circled the wagons a little bit when it came to whiskey they, they fell into their family I think and focused on other things a wee bit tired of the pricing uh, just spent years chasing the stuff now and, and just kind of being tenderized over pricing things and I think it was quite a weird muted but nonetheless somehow effective a kind of communal protest almost over over winter people just seemed to stop everyone except for rob of course (laughs) (laughs) i've not bought Um, anything yeah i'm sorry and and it just you know everyone you spoke to you were like yeah i've not been buying i've not been buying and then obviously the you know the stories came out you know andre habrecht he did the video in german and talked about how nobody was buying and then there was all these kind of blog posts came out and stuff and obviously Fletch kicked off January's 2024 for Dramface with his piece and talking about just the just the sheer amount of whiskey that's out there and, and just kind of tackling the whole topic head on and it really struck a chord with me and I think so so many other people the whiskey that I've almost finished because we we spent so much time trying to set up and get the tech right tonight that I've almost finished the dram of full five CL pour and it was a master of malt purchase that I made uh, over winter and despite the fact that they were knocking horrendous chunks of money at one point they had 20% off everything albeit it was their inflated prices rather than the kind of typical prices that we would see a wee bit cheeky there but they were doing all sorts of things and one of the only bottle I bought I think this freebie turned up they just threw in a 5cl sample of the lakes it's a mm. their blended whiskey, the one which I don't actually think is English whiskey. It's maybe it's a blend of English and Scotch. I'm not sure, or it's blended Scotch. It just says fine blended whiskey in the label, and I'm almost there's only a wee drip left in in the glass, 
but what's been poured and airing, and I've just taken the wee lid off the top of the glass, is a uh, Brooke Laddie's 18-year-old. Oh, aye. Mm. And mm. Uh, it's good. You know, I have to say it's charmed me. It really has. We can t- talk about how much I had to pay to get this, but I was standing in Good Spirits Company. I'd gone in and I'd picked up the bottle that I was there for, and it's sitting in the cabinet winking at me, you know, just saying, you know, pick me up, pick me up, that kind of thing. I just said, okay, I'll take a Brook Laddie as well. I just went for it. I'm glad I did. I've torn through it. If I take its wee kind of protective case off, I like that. I mean, look, look how much I've torn through. Oofed. Wow. Over halfway, I have to say I've shared it heavily. There's a lot of people who've been curious about this, so I've been quite happy to pour it for anyone who was curious. And and unanimously, the feedback, even people that don't really particularly love Brook Laddie's style, have had to concede that you know what, that's a really good wee bottle of whiskey. So that's what's in the glass just now. It's too, it's so expensive, and it's kind of heartbreaking. And I'm not in a hurry to sit around the family dinner table and rave about the latest 150 pounds bottle that daddy's tearing through right it's just you, we can't do this but i decided since i'd been so frugal over winter that i could push the boat out and give this a, a, a punt and i am glad i've bought it would i run out and replace it once it's gone <sighs> let's see Hi. Are you let's right? That's that's it. The, the pause. The pause says up. Let's say no at the minute. There's so many. There's so many whiskies out there. There yeah. are so many whiskies out there you want to explore. But let me just let me just hang that topic up for a second because we just explore, we explore, we explore. We want to go on to the next thing. We want to go on to the next thing. But let's be honest. In our hundred bottles of exploration, how many have actually stood out to be superb whiskies, exquisite whiskies, just very very well put together examples. They are rare. We get f- some cracking bottles. They're often single casks. They're often never to be repeated. But I think there's an argument that there's an argument that when you find something like this, that you're actually, I like it so much that if I'm in the mood to have the experience that this this gives me in a glass, it's really I just walk in here and pick this up, and I don't look at anything else on the shelves. Just walk in here and pick it up. I know what I want. It's superb. And that's what I'm going to go for. Mm. Is that worth 150 pounds? Mm. Mm, I'll just I'll leave it with you. I think um, I think there's there there are times don't give too much away because we've got some things to talk about the next episode. But there are times where you just want to splurge a bit of cash and buy something. 150 quid's a lot of money to spend on a bottle of whiskey. Of course mm-hmm. it is. And I know there's been a bit of backlash about it, and you compare it with other whiskies of the same age, but. I think there are times when, you know, especially times of year, you just think I've got some money and I want to buy something nice rather than buying two or three bottles of, say, 50, 60 quid whiskey, mm-hmm. which I guess we've all done in the past, is just use that money to buy one yep. special one that, you mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to take a punt on something like that, mm. but I think sometimes you can be rewarded, you know, mm. we, we pick things up all the time for prices and... You know, I remember going out and getting a bottle of uh, the Aaron 21. Um, yes. Now, a few years ago now, maybe it was 125, 130 quid mm-hmm. a few years ago. I got that as my kind of Christmas gift to myself a few years ago. Yeah. And I thought, and I, at the time, I thought, that's a lot of money to spend. And of course it is. But I think it was a 21-year-old Aaron, and I know I'm not going to be splurging that kind of money all the time, and I'm going to just take it home and just spend, take the time with it. And I think we've all had special bottles that we eke out over years mm-hmm. i had that bottle of 
bottle of Brewer, which is sadly no longer with us. Mm, but no. um, that that last. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's just have a pause for that. Let's just okay. just yeah. a little second, yeah. just a second of silence. There we go. But I've said before, <laughs> part part of it lives on because I added a little bit of it to my Climbleach Infinity bottle. Oh, so nice. part of it will always remain. Well, until yeah. that's tanned. But that's beautiful. But that I opened that lasted just over three years, and I've had bottles that have lasted just over five years and stuff like that. So I know you're tearing through that bottle, Roy. But if you were to get that again, you know, you take your time with it and just bring it occasionally, or have a small a small pour of it and enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think it's and you made a good point there. There's some banter about you know the fact that people, some people, Brookladdy fans were a wee bit annoyed. I think they were super excited about the idea of an eighteen-year-old, but they. they you know, there would have been just that. an age statement. It is an age statement. So yes. even just to have an age statement, Brooklady was exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose I hear you. Yeah, just that's right. There's, there's not much. I mean, the the, the peated stuff, Port Charlotte's ten and mm. things, but the classic laddie. It's been a while, of course. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right to have a, an age stated Brooklady. I think there was a excitement there, but they would have been naive to think that it was going to come out at a bargain price of a hundred pounds or something. It just wasn't going to happen. Anyway, um, there was some chat about. Uh, people saying, well, I'd rather just buy three bottles of the Classic Laddie instead. Why would I spend £150 in one bottle when I can pick up the Classic Laddie that I love? And and, and that makes sense. And you can understand why they do that. But if you you extrapolate that thinking and say, well, just go to Aldi and buy eight bottles of Queen Margot, Mm -hmm. eight-year-old. That's a good night. That's That's a good night. That's (laughs) Right, right. What what we're actually saying is if you look at the bandwidth then, what you're talking about is at one extreme of the bandwidth you're talking about drinking and having volume in order to consume mm-hmm. and the other end of the, the bandwidth talking about having precious liquid that you have to be very careful with mm-hmm. yeah. and it's and it's you know so it's you everybody is allowed to to based on their means based on their attitude based on how they consume and enjoy whiskey they're able to look at that spectrum and, and decide where they're going to put their choice and that's going to decide whether they're going to buy a queen margot from a, a, a i don't know if it's aldi or little actually that you buy mm-hmm. that stuff i can't remember but you know ch- cheaper whiskey let's say um or whether you're going to pick up a classic laddie in the middle or whether you're going to go to the, the extreme and buy something expensive of course i suppose if you push the extreme at the same time brick laddie released a, th- a 30 year old at 1500 pounds mm. i mean just so so i think everybody looked at these two bottles coming out at the same time the 18 150 the 30 year old at 1500 and thought these are you know the, the, this is a positioning exercise here mm-hmm. they're really starting to move up uh, and if you're if you're running a business if you're a corporate you know type structure this is the exactly the strategy that you're going to move in this is exactly what you should do unfortunately it's jarring for whiskey lovers and whiskey fans because we want to be treat we always want to be back in what it was like in the old days where we could pick up 18 year old liquid at mm. relatively affordable prices mm-hmm. you know at, you know 55 pounds and 60 pounds for an 18 year old as recently as 10 years ago so it's really hard for them. So that's why you get these protests saying, no, I'll just buy three bottles of the Classic Laddie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I worry a wee bit that Brook Laddie have lost some of their invested core, you know, uh, drum-beating fans. Mm-hmm. But I have to be pragmatic and say they've put together in this 18-year-old, they have put together, I believe, the best whiskey that I've ever purchased from them. 
Right, you should you should yeah. uh, you should um you should read Wally's uh, article on this on the same bottle. He reviewed it, yep. gave it an eight, eight. I think it was an eight out of ten. And I would say yep. you know that combined with the packaging, I know we don't typically go in for the packaging, but I, I was quite stimulated by it. It's probably the one the one bottle this year that's tested my bottle ban. I'm I'm in a ban mode like Rob. And I would say the Bruchlade 18. And surprisingly, I don't actually have that much Bruchlade. In fact, I've only got a fill-your-own bottle, a Valanche bottle that when I was there that's in my collection. I've got no Bruchlade. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a distillery that I just, I know it's good and I know it's there, but I'm never I'm never yeah. pulling it into my collection. But that 18, and, and now when I see you with that bottle, the, the glass stopper, that's a glass <laughs> stopper done. <laughs> Waterford, I know it's ironic, Waterford can take note. That's a glass stopper done well versus have, the, the abomination say, on the Waterford bottles. There's there's three things I don't like about this bottle. Is it the stopper? <laughs> that I like about this bottle. It doesn't make any sense. A glass stopper, you're like, oh, I kind of I like it. But what's the alternative? It's usually plastic glued onto a bit of cork. So actually when you play it, when you get used to the glass stopper, it's actually quite classy. Then you've got this outer cardboard thing that mm. hides the color of the liquid. It kind of hides the level that it's at and things that I don't, but actually I've kept it in its little cardboard sleeve. So mm -hmm. I actually quite like it. And the third thing about it is this massive label. Can you see just that oh, yeah. label is just, it mm -hmm. wraps, it almost covers the whole bottle, but they've used it well because they've put the, the words, if you're, if you do read the label, the words are fairly relevant and not too, cheesy if mm -hmm. pardon, no pun intended so I, I think that i've come I've, I've made peace with it i've come to terms with it um however i would like to pick you up on your topic i think there's a lot of mileage in what you've just said about bottle bans and about um having to maybe potentially give in because of a very specific bottle that a few people are talking about or that you're interested in i think that would be a good topic for a future podcast my friend yeah i think so too yeah what about you, Gregor? Have you got anything in the glass? Oh, thanks for asking. Thanks for asking, Scott. I know we didn't go You're welcome. Table, don't worry. I know. It's all good. Well, because this is the first episode, it's a calibration dram for me. So the tried and trusted Glenmorin G10. <laughs> oh, fantastic. A vintage, a vintage um, bottling as well. Yep. Is, that, is it? I guess it is. So it is. Yeah, true. True. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've, we've talked on the, the rebranding of that. We'll gloss over that again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go there, but yeah, it's so fruity. I forgot how fruity it is. Right, Gregor, you you're you're a bit younger than me, but you probably ate it from the same sweetie shops. Put your put the nose. It's pineapple cubes. Oh, I know you always mm -hmm. say that. Yeah, yeah, sure. It really is going one to ten pineapple cubes for me. What's what's everyone else's calibration dram? Have you what's? It just depends, Gregor. I think um, for the moment, mine's been a, a Johnny Walker fifteen, but an older bottle of Johnny Walker fifteen. Mm. Um. I've just quite liked that as it's it's fruity and it's uh, it's pretty well balanced, a good ABV. So that's the kind of thing. I've, I've got a few bottles of that old old style fifteen. Before that, I would probably just go for um something um some Irish whiskey in the go before as a wee calibration drama. But nothing 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 set. You know, I always look for uh, something kind of lower ABV. Mm, um, uh -huh, the, the, yeah. What I'm talking about is that that Druket Doug blend I'm drinking right now is perfect for that as well. It's quality and it, but it's low enough ABV. That you're not going overboard straight off the bat, you know. How how would you translate Druk at Doug? Wet dog for international Wet dog, yeah. Or rain drenched Soaking. rain drenched dog. Druk at <laughs> Doug. Yeah. Druk it is just Druk such it. a great word. Druk it's a great yeah. word, isn't it? 
It's brilliant. You get you you, you become drukit when it's drich. <laughs> if you're out, if you're out for too long, you, you're not just wet. You get drukit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, have you got a, have you got a calibrator or no? Not like specifically. I I I try to obviously like Scotty says. I think it's best to obviously go for something lower the ABV. But there's so many good jams that are like fifty. Like that, normally it's like 43, 46, but there's some like, like Brock Laddie, like all this was 50%, and I'd still class that as a as a calibrator. It's like anything that's not classified as cast strength, I guess. Depends what kind of mood I'm in, I guess. I always try to keep everything in the same lane. I don't really like mm. jumping around. So it's like if I like, it's almost like I have my sights on a bottle, and it's like, okay, what's the what's the middle ground between me now and getting there? Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So if like, yeah. I want, want like Absolutely. a, a, a Castring PX finished the jobby. I want like what's a what's gonna yeah. like yeah. It's I think uh, when when I go to a whiskey club night, I always get a dram when I go in, and it's usually whatever their dram of the month is, or whatever it is. So like it could be something quite like a old party twelve or something like that just to kind of sip before we get into the kind of main lineup of a of a club night. I kind of mix and match that just with whatever's kind of cheap and cheerful. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm out, Malt of month. Is usually recently they've had a lot of Glasgow Distillery uh, Malt of the Month, mm-hmm. yep, and it's usually really inexpensive, right? I don't know what they're charging, Scotty, two and a half quid or something. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I, the Glasgow Distillery stuff. I've had a, a bottle of their. Oh, no, I can't remember what, what what one it was. It was. It was. Just, oh, I forget now. But that was a good calibrator dram as well. It was just a good quality. The original uh, whiskey. Maybe, maybe it was just the original. Maybe the triple distilled. Maybe I can't remember. I should really know that. Anyway. That was a really good kind of start of the evening drama as well. It was really good quality as well, you know. Um, They've reached out to us recently. Um, they wanted to provide some uh, bottles for us to, to do write-ups and things like that. And I was cold on it to start with, but then I just kind of got in touch with the writers and said, Does, is anyone interested in this? And a couple put their hands up. And in fact, one of the writers was already doing a, a you mentioned PX there, uh, Robin. The one that popped into my head was the Glasgow P- mm. PX. Um, and they were doing a they were doing a write up of the cast strength version versus the standard forty six percent one. So I just went back to Glasgow and said, "Look, these are, these writers might be interested." And they sent a full bottle out, I think, to everyone. So they sent one to the guy who was doing the the comparison, uh, and they sent a bottle out to uh, two other writers as well. So it's going to be really interesting for me to see how. Uh, I don't imagine they'll they'll all come out in the same week. You know, it's going to be quite spread out, but how our audience reacts to that mm-hmm. because in our two years oh by the way we forgot to say happy birthday to ourselves we'll get we to did. that right <laughs> well this was this was this was the longest round table of the drams to get uh, into the- i know <laughs> i mean that's, see if see if the first episode is only that is is it, is it a disaster i don't know but um so excited to start again yeah, I just that's right, and I think I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed talking about whiskey <laughs> with you guys. Anyway, um, the the uh, it'd be interesting because in our two years, we we uh, I could probably count on two hands how many freebies we've actually accepted, and it always goes to somebody that that's not involved in the transaction. Right, it's just gets sent to an anonymous name at an address somewhere, so that the writer hopefully doesn't feel any sense of having to be nice about it and if they're and if they're not if they're honest about it and it's not it doesn't it isn't what the you know they wanted from us then probably what's going to happen is that they're not going to send us anymore in the future <laughs> so it's like i always say the pot the problem has been solved 
Well, interesting. <laughs> I, I, to take over from Gregor, it's like a nice wee segue. What we talked about at the top about a kind of research, what we've been up to, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and since we last recorded the Glasgow Whiskey Club, we had um, a, a wee visit to Glasgow Distillery because it's not open to the public. There's no visitors centre or anything like that. So we go out yeah. there on a, on a one Friday night. I thought maybe this was since I, we recorded last. I can't remember. Anyway, we went and it's a really interesting place to go. It's in an industrial estate. And they can open up these kind of corrugated iron doors and you get in this kind of modern facility and they're making some interesting stuff. They experiment with stuff as well. And we had a really, really interesting Friday night there trying some cask samples and it was just some of the stuff they were from the cask was just fantastic. And they're still flying a wee bit under the radar. I think their their star is, is, is rising, but um, a really interesting visit. They've got a lovely little tasting room as well. Um, so if they ever do decide to open up a little bit more, they've already got that there. It's a beautiful little room, tasting room, um, and they treat us really well, but a uh, big fan of what they're doing. And uh, yeah, so that's one of the things that I've been up to. I, I have gone from being, Scotty, your spot on, I've gone from being ambivalent to being quite interested and curious. When I did a V-Pub recently with Mark Watt, he sent me a six-year-old Glasgow that I declared to be a Campbellton whiskey. And afterwards, we were speaking after the stream had finished, and Mark started started to talk at length about Glasgow. And I think what, what what's come clear about their spirit is it's actually the triple distilled aside. I think it's a wee bit different, but it's actually quite a dense thing. Mm, yeah, it's quite a it's quite a robust thing you know when so many so many new distilleries not all are going for this kind of really super fruity yep. style of of malt glasgow's kind of seems to be going towards something that's much more robust and quite mm-hmm. dense and of course now we're starting to sip it at a much more uh or let's say it's not necessarily got an age statement mature mm-hmm. but in the in the makeup there's much more mature stock going into the mix than there once was yeah, and they're, a, they're another another company who kicked off with 50 sale bottles. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when I was at the distillery, I just asked what the spike, if they had noticed a spike in sales uh, when they increased the bottle size. Because what they did was, I'm sure many of our listeners will know this anyway, but they moved up to 70 sale bottle, but they kept the price exactly the same. So they didn't increase mm-hmm. the price from the 50 sale bottle, which is great. And I asked, did you notice a spike? And they just laughed and said, yes. <laughs> so, considerable spike because mm-hmm. that it held me back from buying a bottle i tried stuff at festivals but i didn't ever buy a bottle of the 50 cl stuff but as soon as it went to 70 cl for the same price that's when i, I started to explore their some of their bottles you know if you're going to do it in 50 cl and charge us 30 quid then fine <laughs> uh, but that wasn't that was 49 so and, and then they, they went up to 70 cl kept it at 49 yeah Yes, well done. Well done, Scott. I I truly appreciate you trying to put the podcast back on its rails of of the topic. <laughs> well, uh, it's the first I, time I, ever, I'm, mate. I won't happen again. No, I'm gonna no. You're gonna be my my, my assistant in that regard. In future, Christ. I'm gonna send you the the nut the notes the touch points that we're trying to hit. <laughs> no, thanks for bringing it back to like what? Yeah, what what have we been up to in the gap? What I think I would like to go around and 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 touch you know maybe personally what's been happening in your whiskey journeys and then maybe a touch a little bit on dram face but rob i think it's been i actually i was looking because i was remembering what my i've got two moments of note and maybe i share them now so Mm -hmm. you've got some time to think about so i know it was actually september that we stopped recording because one of my moments happened then 
so it was actually even longer since we've recorded. But I'll come in on the, on it's between the two as to what would be my whiskey highlight between that time and now. But the the one one that stood out was when myself and three Glaswegians got together in Edinburgh, and once they'd got over the shock of seeing like you know electric lampposts and culture <laughs> and you know all of that. Um, of course, that was that was the bottle chasers getting together. We had a, we had a great time. We not did to, not to brag, but like you know, we're a ragtag bunch of mates that have only actually been together once before, <laughs> just with calendars and you know geography being what it is. No, that was our third time together. Was it the third? Yeah. Well, we had the COVID meetup in the park in Glasgow. Yep. Yes. And that that was the first time a photo was taken of us being together in the same space. Weird as hell. Mm-hmm. And then we were on Isla together. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of Which course, was sorry. pretty magical, but it was yeah. kind of sporadic because there was Scotty was coming and going, Sevy was coming aye. and going. Aye, this was this was a, yeah. a, a dedicated chunk of time. It was just us. Just us. Just and us. It, and it was great. You, Roy, Roy, you often use the term tonic, you know, things are a tonic and, and that yes. was a tonic. And I needed it more than I thought I knew and it was great. I lapped up every second. I, I'm as the older I get, I try and be hyper present, and I was just soaking mm-hmm. up every second. And when we were in the what was Ensign 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 Europe for the, the the whiskey tasting, it just went from strength to strength, and got to know mm-hmm. Rory, the the bar owner, and and yep. um, Big Carl from Arden Merkin was there, and uh, got a couple of great Sweet, photos yeah. behind the bar with the barflies yep. bottles, and then hung out in the. In the, the little nook, yes, mm-hmm. sunk a, sunk a few Guinnesses and charcuted. It was great. So it, that for me was one big whiskey moment that, that happened. Absolutely, and it that was, was great. A, it was a, that was a great day. And I'm thinking back to the tasting was ridiculous. We we, we had a I've got the photograph of it right in front of me. Just I'm got a tear in my. Eye. We had a forty <laughs> a forty five year old Mortlach, which was distilled in 1936, pre war yeah. Mortlach, and it was just you know. It was all right, and that was was no, that not the first dram? That was dram one. Where are we? There was no, an actually, extra. Actually, truth be told, that Mortlack was the calibrator. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. Oh wait, 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 no, wee, no, 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 no. We had some new make from Holyrood. New make, Holyrood. Yeah. Ah, yeah. we got new make. That's right. And then what following a, that, just, just, change. And just to follow, we had a Port Dundas from 1974. Right after that one. We then had a Springbank Rumwood, a 16-year-old, uh, from back in 2007. We had a, a his Little Mill, 14-year-old. And we had a Mort, another Mortlach, um, 11-year-old, signatory vintage as well. And we, we, we finished off proceedings with a, a rear cask. Oh, yeah, it was the, the Our Beg bottling, the Ale of Isla, uh, 2001 vintage uh, Isla. Did we, not, did, we not, did we not take along some bottles that we gave Seve and I Yes, Sevi. Yeah, Sevi had a crack. I forget now what it was. I've not got it in front of me. But Sevi had one, and you, you had one that you donated, and I don't remember. We gave out. Actually, I've forgotten now, or rather, I had forgotten that moment or that hangout was my second moment of like um, whiskey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my, my my balloons just went off. In my camera, <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's given a bit of a pause while I, I figure out what I'm trying to say. That was the only second time I've ever had a bit of whiskey, whiskey fabric 
fandom once was with Martin Fielder when Roy, you and I were um, at the Battle Ball in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, we've been recording the podcast for a while and, yeah, we get little comments here and there, but you never know who it's connecting with. And that was the first moment where the virtual crossed over into the real. And then we had a similar moment, right, when we were at Einstein Europe where there was a couple of barflies and there was a couple of dram facers. Yeah. And they came over and and said hello and one was from East Lothian as well. So it was great. It was was Mm -hmm. surreal. Yeah. And was it not one of them recognised you? but not until you spoke. And then there was another one that recognized you on your way to the tasting at the train station. That's right. But was too sheepish to speak to you. Yeah, he saw the quiff coming through Trinent. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. So apologies, I forgot names, but it was lovely to see you. And then, yeah, it was just a magical hangout. And Scott, as you're reaching reaching through your phone, let's play a quick game. Okay. Can you all grab, grab, all grab your phones? And well, you're gonna, well, I like games. I like games. You're gonna pull up your photo album, yeah. your, re- oh, your recent, your recents, mm-hmm. and count. What I want you to do is, from whatever your most recent photo is, scroll back to the first appearance of a whiskey and see how recent you've just taken a photo of a whiskey wow. from a glass. Okay, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, job done. <laughs> yeah. Scott, I didn't have to. What sc- was yours? I didn't have to scroll. It from the- so um, at the time of recording, we're towards the end of February, and the last bottled picture I took was on the 12th of February, and it was a single cast nation 23-year-old Longmorn, which was an, is an absolute <laughs> sparkler. So that's from a couple of weeks ago. Gordon, Gordon, yes, how, many, how many scrolls do you find out? Uh, the 15th, which was 15th. last Thursday. No, the 15th okay. of February. So how many images was that? You had to scroll back quite a lot. Oh, mil- I, I take photos like I breathe. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, are you still searching? No, I didn't have to scroll at all. <laughs> the last photo you took. <laughs> there's a picture. There's a couple of pictures of the kidder, and then there's a, a trio bottle of uh, the Wireworks collection I pulled out last night. There you go. Oh, yeah. I, uh, the Alter Ego, the Carduro, and the Full Pot. I was a wee bit, a wee bit miffed right. that you were, you were sharing a photo of three sealed bottles. Oh no, they all, got, oh, they, all, no. they all got popped. I was talking to Tom in the chat, in the VPUB chat, and uh, yeah, good waxing lyrical about yeah. his good stuff. Good. Roy, nice what one. about you? How many did you have to scroll back through? Well, 42, I had to scroll back, mm. but it's because WhatsApp saves to my photo stream. Ah, I mean, I, I need to toggle that off because it's just taking up so much space. And rec- and this has been a crazy week. Rob and I were exchanging photos because of bugs and various ideas and stuff like that. And there's, I scrolled through so many screen grabs and things from the week. So if I, if I don't include any WhatsApp images in the mix, it is one image. One. <laughs> one. The first image. So and it's a brag as well. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Let's see the flex. Uh, because I was drinking this week with David Sturck and David Sturck's been around whiskey for a long time and the stuff of the whiskey that he's amassed around him over that time is eye-watering. Some of the stuff that he was pouring out and this one is a 26-year-old Colburn. Now, I, I think I might have had one, maybe two Colburns at, at the most in Limburg. I... Don't re- because it's Limburg, you don't really remember. But th- this one, I remember. 
this one I remember, and that really soft, tropical fruit, lovely mellow. It was 48.6%. It was just, it, but it drank like 30%. Crazy, crazy soft. Amazing whiskey. And, and it's just that, you know, sometimes when somebody gives you a dram and you feel like you should react in a positive way because it's important to them and it's something quite special. I got the sense that he was quite excited to share this with me and he knew how good it was. And I took a sip of it and immediately it banished all sense of self-consciousness. I just slipped right into it and went, oh yeah, beauty, it's just fab. And I, I think we had a wee giggle and things and just, you know, it's a rare thing. It's a very rare thing mm -hmm. to uh, to be able to taste superb old rare whiskies like that. But I, good, it was a good one. It was, it was a bit of a brag. <laughs> I, I, I would go on days as to how far back I had to scroll, but that, that was an anomaly because normally it's i would be five or ten images before i found a whiskey but mine was actually back on february the 12th and it was the glass house um kind of kicking that around for a slipping that oh, into a tasting yeah. oh yeah uh, the new logo the new branded glass house actually so that doesn't say that looks really smart i love that i think well i couldn't find it i, I couldn't find it gregor where did you buy it uh, that was also bought at the master of malt's christmas sale ah okay so Master yeah. of Malt, if they're if so if they've still got Glasshouse now, the picture that they have maybe is the old one. Then let me have a look. It was. It was. It was the old. That's why it was a surprise for this green label to turn up. Personally, I think I preferred the one. The other one, it was more modern with Glasshouse. I kind of do. I, I certainly like the white seal, the 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 foil seal and things on the top of the I old one. So. Yeah, I don't know, Rob. I might I might prefer the old. They've kept the font. If the typeface is the same. What I think we need to find figure out about that Glasshouse whiskey is it's still made at the same place. Does it say uh, blended whiskey on it? Yes. Uh, hold, please. It still says made for highballs, which I thought was funny. But uh, And it needs to also say made from 100% barley. And if it's a blended whiskey made from 100% malted barley, it's probably still Loch Lomond. It still says from a single distillery, a single Highland distillery. It's still going to be the same. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I Langston hope it's as good as company. the original batch, Gregor, because it was a, a brilliant whiskey for 26. Me too. That's why I bought it. That's why I bought it. But rounding off, rounding off, and uh, Rob, I'll come to you next on what was what's your moment of note in your whiskey journey between when we last recorded? Uh, no, the other the other whiskey moment was one that was in the works for a while and and. When I left the island the first time, I knew I had to go back. And that was uh, a moment that then played out in September of last year when myself and all my home friends from Musselboro went to Rassi all together. The previous trip, it was four of us. And this time it was all of us there. And uh, it was magical. We built in a longer time. It was relaxed. Alistair and, and Sharon came up specifically for us. I didn't realise it was going to be for us, but they specifically came up to hang out with us. It was amazing. The weather blessed us. It was blue sky. It was it was great. It was everything I'd hoped, and yet shorter than I needed, even with mm -hmm. it being, I think it was a day and a half, essentially, so a, a, a night and a day. Yeah. And still, and still, I didn't get enough time to just to sit with a dram and watch the world go by. So mm -hmm. I, I, I know I need to go back there. And I think, Gordon, now you're so close, I think it would be probably right that it's you and I that go over. I'm in 
good. Yeah, that sounds so. That would be that would be my and it's such a lovely. I mean, you you're getting a big slice of that life now, Gordon, with the move. But it's such a beautiful part of the world. Mm -hmm. It was it was whiskey at its root, but it Mm -hmm. it transcended that. It was fantastic. I quite like the dichotomy between having a bottle and like being giddy and excited and drinking your way through it and like visiting the whiskey island and being giddy and running around and then oh it's the second bottle you actually just take your time and just relax and just spread your legs but your point as well of like being there and you have such a good and spread your legs (laughs) um stretch your legs spread your legs spread the eye um The connection, though, you have, and I think you guys are privileged because you're on the mainland and you're, you're near the distilleries, but the connection you have with a spirit after being at the distillery is, is un, unrivaled. Yeah. It's so good. I, I think I mentioned this before in an older podcast about that time up to Speyside and everything was shut. <clears throat> but but the, the, even, even just seeing the distilleries and the landscape, where they are in relation to each other and the, the other towns and, and, and villages, just to get a, a, a sense of sense of place to borrow a, a famous book title mm-hmm. is really that mm. that that's a connection as well because when you have a drama that you you, you instantly go back and for me the, the the whiskey that I always have that takes me back immediately is Lagavulin. I always go back to just the smell yeah. of Lagavulin takes me right outside in that car park, right mm. outside the distillery every single time. Like and that's the one you know. So I I totally get it. There's a connection mm. here once you've been somewhere. Definitely. Yep. It reframes everything, doesn't it? Oh, it reframes everything. Because I guess that's the one thing that people maybe don't understand if you're getting really excited about whiskey and they've tried that whiskey, but they've never been to the distillery. They maybe don't understand why you're so excited because they don't mm. have your reference points. You don't know what it, it smells like to stand in the warehouse whilst drinking that whiskey. So yeah, it reframes mm-hmm. everything yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does. Agree. Yeah. Rob, what what's um? Is there a moment? Is there a moment in uh, in time or an experience between when we hung up the microphones and now? Mm. Well, I feel like it's always easy for me to kind of like slip in and just talk about talk shop, as it were. But I feel like I'd be remiss not to mention the big whiskey event for me since then is the whiskey festival, Glasgow Whiskey Festival, and it kind of. In a similar vein, it's it's not just about the whiskey. It's about where you are when you try the whiskey, the people you're with when you drink the whiskey. And I feel like we say it so much now, It's is it a cliche? But I think it's so true. And similar to what you said before, Gregor, about taking time and trying to be more present. And I feel like this, this is my second time going, fortunately, been able to go twice. And the second time, it was that slowing down, taking a beat, not trying to ex- like do everything like to them a hundred percent, trying like to be a completionist. Mm. Like I needed to do everything like last time, the first time, sorry, I was like collecting every little knickknack and every little bit of memory. And like, I was like, even like all the little slips at the blind. I just, <laughs> I normally I would take them all with me, but they were just left. And I just was talking to people and excited to chat and it was great. It's, it's it's yeah that is definitely a highlight and to the point where this time I've already booked my hotel without even having a ticket in my hand because <laughs> I don't even care if I don't if I even go to the festival or not just to be in <laughs> that city. I think yeah. you'll be okay, Rob. I think um, 
I think <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Just just to just to, to, to kind of piggyback on that as well. One of my moments is related to that as well, but from a different kind of perspective. Um, my friend Yana, obviously I've mentioned before, was up, and my brother came along to the festival this year as well. Glasgow was festival was last year, but my friend Mark was there. My, my friend Mark is a guy who just dabbles with whiskey. He enjoys a whiskey, but not in not had a dive off into the deep end. So it was his first festival and we've been asking for years to go and he couldn't make it. So that last year was the first year there. So to experience the festival through his eyes for the first time, mm. that kind of wide-eyed wonder about, what, what do you mean? Like, I just get, just go up and ask for a, a dram. Yeah, that's what you do. And he was like, oh my God. And so we kind of reined him in a wee bit because it was that kind of, like we've all experienced going to festivals. There's like so much. It's like the first time when I was I went to my first office Christmas party when I was like seventeen, <laughs> and it's a free bar, and I'm there with like eighteen pints under my arm trying to shuffle them all back to the table. You know, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so for Mark, it was it was lovely seeing him kind of yeah. engage in that way. And I said to him afterwards, "You coming next year?" He's like, "Absolutely coming next year, definitely." <laughs> and so for me, that was a real thrill to see that whole thing through his eyes, yeah. and I was kind of watching him drinking and looking around and that kind of wide-eyed wonder and i thought that was great i felt kind of just it was a, just a, a lovely thing to see you know um so that was one of my kind of highlights as well um, uh well so so intense was the fomo watching you all enjoy yeah. the, the festival i've committed that uh, my my whiskey trip money which has become a thing that's a new thing right that i'm going to put money towards a whiskey trip that's only in the last couple of is years is this because of the bottle ban you funneled it away into the oh, i'd love i i'd love to think that it's going to that but no it's just more <laughs> money but um uh no i've committed i'm gonna come over uh Hell yeah. in november Brilliant. for the, the whiskey festival come on the whole weekend and that's the thing and not to put any pressure on you roy with the aquaviti thing but seeing that it became a two-day thing and even to be fair the day the night before so it's you know it's an event that seems unrivaled, so I've committed. I'm there. Yeah, that, that's that'd be, that'd be great to see you there, mate. Because again, when uh, Leanne was over from Louisiana as well mm. at the festival, <clears throat> which was fantastic because I'd met Leanne obviously during the summer when she was in, in Scotland, and I didn't know until I think a week before she before the mm. festival she was coming across. So it was great to see her as well. Um, generous as always, Leanne. She brought some. So we treats for me and stuff like that as well. So it was lovely to see her enjoying it as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a it was a great great day out. Could, okay. I couldn't make the I couldn't make the Sunday tasting Roy's event because it was my mum's birthday on the Saturday of the festival. Mm. So I couldn't really. Uh, I had to go and spend some time with my mum for her birthday. You yeah, know, we so missed you, buddy. We missed you this year. I mean, yeah. just, just uh, as I say, when I'm that 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 the live tastings is always a an absolute blast. You know, it's always a great. Yeah. A great occasion. I had uh, to. It was different this year. I had to literally stand up in a chair and shout at everyone and kick <laughs> them out the room. At, kick them out the room at midnight. That is was, burned into my memory. That was the first thing I said to my missus when I got home was seeing Roy climb up on, on top of this chair, going, "Oh, oot! I don't care. I don't care where you go, but you need to be not here. Beat it, right. uh, Gordon. What was what was um." What if you had to single out a moment or an experience, maybe between when we when we last were on a podcast together? Is there anything that stands out? <laughs> uh, it's been a bit of an, a turmoil 
in a good way for us personally because we moved every our operation 200 miles northwest to the Isle of Skye and it's been everything that we'd hoped it would be well I, how did I say this everything we'd hoped but nothing we expected or something like that you know it was it's been <laughs> yeah. so so cathartic to remove ourselves from the noise the white noise of central beltism um, mm-hmm. it's i wonder uh, if you're speaking at a slower pace as well i think that's just the alcohol oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no it is it, it, you do i feel it in my bones i feel um alcohol alcohol <laughs> <laughs> no like you know it's it's little funny things like walking from here we where we are um just north of Portree, there's there's houses every 600 yards. I mean, we've got a, a, a detached garage, so to go and get something from the freezer, we've got to go to the garage. And just walking out, and you hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Not even a car. You hear a, a birds of prey squawking, or an owl hooting, or a, a plane going over somewhere now and again. Mm. But it is proper silence, and it just relaxes your body ah, so that's been that's brilliant fantastic. and I know it sounds really whimsical and you know but it, it has medicinal purposes sure. to just go and let your just let your brain relax with no external influence it's mm. rare especially when you live in a town and a, or a, a growing town or even a city you know you don't, you don't get that yeah. ambience to just let your mind relax and it's been yeah. brilliant so that's been good, but mm-hmm. I think my highlight between the last podcast and now is probably the the Glasgow Whiskey Festival. It was just a, a pinwheel of colour that you just couldn't stop looking at. Mm. It was it was life affirming, mm. um, and it's funny now. Every time I hug somebody that wears a padded jacket, it reminds <laughs> me of Glasgow Whiskey Festival because all day long you just heard this kind of whoop of padded uh. jackets from folk cuddling each other. <laughs> Is that like a two-stage hug? So you make contact yep. and then, then you sink into each other. Yep, and then there's a kind of slap, slap, slap. <laughs> yeah, it's just phenomenal. And it, it was uh. the whole thing, you know, the, the weekend was great. But I think for me it was more the realisation that there's there's little gems you can find in there. I know that mm. there's so much to look at. Um, and for for us, the the EIS bottle split guys, we, we were going around together, the Englishman, Irishman, Scotsman, and we passed Jen of Calendar um, Drinks Co, who said you must go to Fragrant Drops and try the North British, and we did, and it just blew our minds collectively at the same time. And little moments like that, you just you don't factor them into your day. This kind of yeah. out of body experience of collective realization that this is what whiskey is mm. um, and it was just so beautiful that we all just stood vibrating for a couple <laughs> of minutes going this is just the best thing ever that was my second yeah. drama of the day gordon and i thought was it, was it incredible yeah i thought it was brilliant i'd oh. i'd never tried anything from fragrant drops so that was a yeah. I, I made a kind of that was a beeling i think it was a bee in front of one of the bottles but um mm. yeah it was that north british 30 year old um and i tried it and oh I just 30 thought, wow yeah. yeah it was great really incredible. good really good like am i right in saying it was uh, i mean it wasn't cheap whiskey it was 100 triple quid. figures but it wasn't quid, yeah. that expensive right 100 pounds you know for a green 100 quid. 
30, 30 years old. I mean, that's yeah, no, that's that's great. Insane. Really good, sensational. It was just yeah. great. What what a day! What a couple of days! Mm. And it was even uh, so where I was staying, kind of on the outskirts of where everyone else is staying. It was right on the, the edge of uh, Kelvin Grove Park. So on the Sunday, when I was a wee bit tired, um, I went for a wee walk. <laughs> to the Kelvin Grove Museum, Art Gallery Museum, um, just for opening. And I just sat, I just sat in this kind of dawn gloaming, kind of soft light and just let the whole experience wash over me while editing my photos on the camera. Nice. Yeah. That's brilliant. Just thought, <laughs> yeah, what a day that was. Great. That's great. I, I mean, think I remember before when uh, when uh, Error McFault was over for the, we, we all met up and I gave Error a sample of, I think I can't remember what it was, was it Bow Blair? And uh, on that day, he rather than taking the, the big sample home with him, he wandered around Kelvin Grove Park, just sipping it <laughs> out the out the glass vial in a brown bag. morning, I just enjoyed because the moment, he couldn't you know? take it home on the flight, right? So yeah, yeah. so he just enjoyed it in the, in the Kelvin Grove Park, and you know, we wandered around in the sun, morning sunshine, you know. Aye. Oh, and it was right. you know it's November, so the the trees were bright yellow and bright red. And, there was some lady screaming, "Have you seen my dog? Has somebody seen my dog?" <laughs> Um, but it was just the kind of the din, the kind of low whispering din of the gallery mm. um, with this beautiful light, you know, and you've got that huge organ that sits at the end of the, the yeah. um, atrium there. And it just, I was like, yeah. oh God, how good is it? Glasgow? I've not spent enough time in Glasgow and I, I really have to because it's, it's a beautiful city. Do you hear this, Gregor McQueen? Uh, he's, only saying that, he's only saying that because he stays on an island now. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, no, I'm, there's nothing here. I'm joking, uh, Roy. Wrapping up then, and and before we go on to the I am a distillery, what what if you could pinpoint? Was there any moments of note over the last? Um, five well, minutes? just on record, and I have to just this is a Dramfeast podcast, so the whiskey events were absolutely um, Legfest at the end of September. It's a very yeah, course, channel yeah, thing, um, but it was just a stunning gathering of people it kicked off on 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 mass that is and I'd, I'd met jimmy a few days before and i was already excited about it but on the friday night all the glasgow whiskey club team came back from the glasgow distillery tour into the bon Accord and it just started to build there the the, the sense of mm-hmm. enjoyment started to build there and we, we just marched into the weekend and had the most fabulous and weirdly international time people had come from all over Europe, obviously Jimmy himself had, and his, his wife Angie had come over from Nova Scotia, Canada. You would think they would be the furthest travelled, but no, people from all over the North America, mm, people from yeah. South America, Brazil, and people from New Zealand and Australia. It's just nuts. This is nuts. Now, I, I'm not sure any of them made a very, very specific journey just for that, but they actively arranged their schedule around it and and changed their, their travel plans in order to take it in. Mm-hmm. So there was a huge pressure that it was that it was going to be a bit of a damp squib. Why have I bothered, you know, to do to do to go to all of that effort just to have a few drams in a pub? But every story that's been recalled about the highlights so far has had a theme. And we know what the theme is. It's not whiskey, it's people. Mm-hmm. So the people just step forward and take care of it all, right? It just the people just step up and I'm dizzy and I'm stressed and I'm worried about is is this going to be fun? Is, are people going to enjoy this? And uh, Scotty and I spoke about the fact he was one of the guys that I I, I lean on 
heavily and I apologize for it, but I really do. It's so, so reassuring, fortifying. It means that I can cope, I can function and I can mentally pull the thing off. And he's behind the bar porn drums for everyone. Mm -hmm. And the the whiskeys that's getting handed in for people to share are stunning, right? Yeah. And then we lost Paul McDonough last year, um, the proprietor of the Bon Accord in Glasgow. Fabulous man. An ambassador for whiskey for the pub, but more than anything, an ambassador for people in Glasgow. And we lost him and his son has stepped into those shoes and filled them in 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 an incredible way. And Thomas comes up to us and says, here, share this. And it's his dad's bottle of the Loch Lomond 10-year-old Aquavite bottle. Oh, wow. More than half the room hadn't tasted it, hadn't mm. even touched a bottle of it. It's brilliant. And it got rinsed in about 12 minutes and we raised a glass of <laughs> all and just stunning stuff. And so it was all really kind of hard for me just to keep a lid in it. You know, it was just so emotional. And, it, you know, being drunk's not a good look, but greeting and being drunk is definitely <laughs> not, <laughs> not a good look, right? It's a normal Saturday so, night for me. <laughs> but, um, I, I just want to, want to add as well because um, it was I was serving some drinks along with with Sevi who brought along two not one bottle of Daphne oh. but two and of course uh, Jim Jensen Jim was there and he brought along the the Arden American or the Arden American uh, bottle for us to try as well. That's right. Um, and I think I, I think that was the night that J or Tony Nelson was there, wasn't he? And he'd come yes. from Baltimore. Um, yep. And and James had come across from from. Um, um, Boston? No, no, he's not from Boston. He's from, um, oh my goodness. It's the Northeast somewhere. It's, yeah, I think it's in New York State somewhere. Anyway, I'm sure somewhere. And he'd come across as well. because they And they said, we didn't bring any luggage. You know, the prices for return of flights were, were pretty reasonable. So we're coming here for a couple of days and flying flying back home. But that night was, um, and Thomas also remember, after that, he came across with a, the bottle of Gigi Boo as well. The open memory, the, it was a, bottle just for for whiskey bars absolutely and he, i remember and he just walk, it. walks up and says here take this open it and and share it and you're like what that's a fortune uh, you know? genuinely and I, and I said no you you, you can't do this and he said i think you'll find i can he said this is yours <laughs> and I, I think that he's he's very aware that he uh that bought that pub has been built on community being welcoming they really do pride themselves on kind of being an open arms welcoming place. I think it's all the staff are like that. They're very, very warm, very friendly, even when they're frantic and busy. And I think that he picked up and just the whole vibe of, of it all and just was just kind of, this is the type of thing he wants to encourage being there. Uh, people that, that are drinking all day, by the way, and standing upright when they, when they have to leave. And it, it, we had to get ushered out of that pub at the end of that night. We wanted it to last longer. We wanted it to just go on all night. But it was just fabulous. So I have to mention that. Of course, it's easy for me to talk about the Glasgow Whiskey Festival, but you guys have covered it well. It was just just adrenaline, uh, buzzing, just wonderful. Can't wait for next next year again. We're going to figure out ways to make it less stressful, less heavy for us all, a bit more slick, a bit a bit easier because it's it's just grown so much. Uh, my favourite line was somebody saying. Um, and, and I just kept repeating it all night. I said, somebody said, remember that time that a hundred of us went for a curry? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, th- I think that I want to mention the four bottle chasers getting together. It was a tonic. That was the absolute perfect way of describing it. But I also want to mention my brother and I 
don't see each other enough. When I was when I was working, uh, one of my offices was right next to where he lives, and I saw him all the time because I was going to the office, and I don't see him much anymore. But we went up to, close to the Isle of Skye last year. The two families went together, and we went in October, and we took all our wellies and our outdoor shoes and boots and multiple layers and waterproofs and all of that stuff. And from the time that we arrived to the moment we left, an entire week, we barely saw a cloud. The weather that week was beyond pristine. It was stunning. Every single moment of being up there was like a picture postcard view. That helped a lot. But for my brother and I just to sit looking across to the Isle of Skye from Glen Beg, no, sorry, not Glen Beg, Glen Elg, where we were located in that house and just sitting outdoor on deck chairs, looking at the Isle of Skye, clinking together two glasses and enjoying each other's silence. Mm. It was just absolutely uh, looking at the sky. I'm just glad to be alive and fabulous stuff. It was a whiskey moment. My brother and I, it, we, can, we can get together and anything kind of, we're happy doing anything, but a dram these days as we get older is super, it's really special. No, it's good, Roy. I've met Craig, I've met Craig and, and I wish I could enjoy his silence more than his noise. <laughs> <laughs> he misses you too, he misses you too. <laughs> guy, he's absolutely great company. We had such a good uh, time with, with, with him, he was absolutely brilliant that holiday over in uh, Cam- on Camelton and Isla. He was absolutely a yeah. joy to be around, it's fantastic. Mm. He always is, yeah. That needs is. to happen again. Actually, the we need to talk about uh, a trip, a thing. I'm still Great. paying for the last one. Ah, well, I know, I know. You still you, did you break your car on that trip? I can't remember. You drove over the rock at the Cadalton Cross. I don't know. No, it, that, that thing's like the Millennium Falcon. It's, ah. it's it's indestructible. It just keeps going. You know, patch it together. It's got it's it still out in the driveway now. It's just it's still going. <laughs> No, no, it was fine. When I say paying for it, I mean paying for it in terms of it's really difficult when you've got a young family to say to turn around and oh, yeah. say, "Oh no, it's for work. I'll be away for eight days, nine days." It's but it's a work thing, right? It's just yeah. really hard to pull off. So that was a del- the reason I got away with it that time. Is it was the postponed fiftieth birthday celebration because my fiftieth happened during twenty twenty, the COVID year, and then we had bizarrely a lockdown in twenty twenty one as well on my birthday. So mm. um, I managed to. To, to, to get it that way but well, we can all take turns in, in turning 50 if, if that's an excuse you took the words right out my mouth I'm 40 this year those are the days 40 yep there we go Jesus oh this Christ. year ah, I've already committed to the whiskey test yeah stuffy then here Gordon turn, <laughs> turn, turn, turn 40 next year how about that no problem alright can, can I turn 40 next year that'd be grand <laughs> <laughs> Well, we caught up. We caught up on our. Uh, it was a wee bit self-indulgent to talk to catch up on so much of our own personals, but maybe we bump the dram face catch up to the next episode. So, spoiler listeners, next episode we're going to be catching up on on dram face. Well, we can just view this as just getting back into the rhythm of this what is this is actually supposed to be. Right? This is it. I forgot how it is to try and wrangle a conversation, and without cutting people off, we've got a, a community sourced. I am a distillery. Good. And I'll say, or I'll apologise that we've only got to these now. And we'll use our community one on the next one as well. It's actually recorded as well. So it's a good way for the for you guys, the listeners, to, to join the podcast and chime in. So by all means, I believe our drama phone is still live. What I think I did find out, Roy, it might mm-hmm. only, 
our tape might only allow for a minute's recording. So we might want to look at that. Oh, really? That might be a barrier for some. So they have to. Be, I think they have to be quite succinct, but all good because Travis Keltner was very succinct and gave me nice clear breaks to chop this into 10. It's actually a few more than 10. Travis Keltner, what a guy. I call him, I call Travis the centurion. <laughs> he was my, he was patron 100 for me. What ah, a guy. there you go. Yeah. Nice. Superb that he's still around us. That's wonderful. And I'll, I'll say as well, Rob, you started to track the I Am A Distilleries and you must have... Ah, yeah. I think it went over my head that you were. That's great. And we need to keep that going because um, it, it, it allows us to track rather than me going listening to the tail end of every podcast to track who said what. <laughs> so it, was actually quite, it was actually quite fun doing that because I had to listen, got to listen to the, a lot of the podcast again. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, no, it was great. So I, I'm, I'm going to do a better job of tracking which we've used um, and who, just out of, for, for shits and giggles, actually, um, you've kept a tally as well. And as of oh, yeah. podcast 20, I think it was, we had Stuart, Gordon, Andy, myself, and Jason all trailing with one win. Uh, Rob with two, Julie with two, Scotty Monroe, you've won four. Four. <sighs> Yeah, leave, Scotty's been on fire. We'd leave Roy at the top with five wins. Oh, wow. Wow. So let's see if we can... And yet please. my only memories are the crushing defeats. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I think if you get it so, wrong, though, you have to delete a, a win, right? <laughs> like promotion yeah, and relegation. Or maybe you could nominate. You could choose to take the win or take one off someone else. How about that? I like that, man. That's evil. Adding an evil element into oh, things. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So for, for those that may be listening, if you've come in in the, in the 25th episode of this uh, podcast, uh, this is a game where we start with obscure questions around a distillery, and ideally they start getting a little more helpful, and you get to shoot your shot of a guess at any point, but you only get one shot. Once you've shot your shot, that's it. You're locked in, and all will be revealed at the end. So with that, we'll go with... The opener. Are we ready? Let's go. Howdy, folks. My name is Travis. I live outside of Austin, Texas, and I've been a friend of Roy's for a fair number of years now. I'm submitting a questionnaire for the distillery game. I am a distillery. I was founded in 1893, but didn't begin producing until 1894. Ooh. 1893. No guesses. No. no. A founder was a former manager at the Bonacord Distillery in Aberdeen. All right. So no guesses. No, no guesses. No. Gordon's looking tantric right now. He's like meditative. I'm channeling. Good. <laughs> I've given up ever trying to guess on these. I'm quite happy that I don't have to play and I just host now. I declared bankruptcy and was sold a mere four years later in 1898. This is stunning entertainment for the listener. The silence of... <laughs> Any takers? Mm. I'd say now's your time to take a shot, Scott. No, I don't mm. have a clue. All right, here we go. My ownership changed most recently in 2001. I began with four onion-shaped stills, 
Two more were added in both 1972 and 1974 for a total of eight. Eight. Okay, I'm honing in on something. <laughs> Good. So do I go? Do I go or do I pause? Just, Just okay. go for it, Roy. Please continue, Gregor. <laughs> Ten to go, or like one, two, three, four to go. Okay. My stills are similar to those at the Yoichi Distillery in Japan. Did you catch that? Yeah, Yoichi in Japan. Stills are similar to Yoichi in Japan. Okay. Hmm. I'm, I'm completely in the dark here. Okay. Go ahead. Next one. Next one. I am not open to the public for visits. Okay. Look fluent. Oh, no. Lock Lomond, you said. He shoots and misses wildly. We'll find out if you score. We'll find out if you score. Anyone else? 1893. I don't know. I don't know. I'll take one more and then I'm going to go for a punt. I have no uh, idea. Major's a, a hoof. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Here you go. My favorite colors are birch and plum. In recent years, I've had a penchant for leather. Leather? <gasps> uh, Longmorn. Uh, Oh, oh! I think that was Roy. Had that. Oh, he did. Oh. I was gonna say it, but oh. Scotty beat me. I don't know. Oh, here we go. I am Longmorn. Oh, oh. thanks. I hope y'all enjoyed it. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think only in, in Roy's replay. Did you actually say Rob? Did you say Longmorn? No. Oh. Set it in my head. That's about as far yeah, as I do got. think. I think. I think it, Roy's internet connection was faster, Scott. That's okay. That's all right. I think. I'll I think we that. can split this one, Scotty. What do you think? How dare you? Uh, no, no. I think uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Just, just a, I was going to see um, Longmorn before, and I said the the next one just to hear uh. it because it's open for the public. I'm thinking Speyside, and because it's one of my favourite distilleries. And then the leather base bottom thing for the old. Aye. It was. It wasn't mm-hmm. until we got to the leather thing that 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 yeah. I. So... I got excited when Gordon started saying law, law. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. Well, that was good. That was Travis. Good. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, and, thank, um, you, yeah thank you, Travis. By, by all means, send your I am a distilleries in to timeforadram at gmail or record and by all means pose us any questions any topics you want us to kick around it's always good bringing you guys in to guys and girls to the the chat it's a good way of interacting i do enjoy it i do enjoy the other voices coming in i do enjoy and and fair play to travis because he got it there that was a good the questions becoming more and more accessible right is it is it, yeah. is it going on yep. that gradient it's not easy to put it together yeah, yeah that was superb Great. Yep. well Guys, thank you all for joining and thank you, listener, for humouring us for well over an hour. Despite, despite our best efforts to try and keep it under an hour. It's like <laughs> uh, it's like a episode of the Aquaviti. Um, oh. But cheers all. Cheers all. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Slange it. Okay, great to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.
Thanks for listening to Dramface Podcast. We'll try and get the next one to you much, much quicker this time. If you're trying to interact with us in the meantime, leave a comment under any of the articles over at dramface.com or you can send us an email, hello at dramface.com. If you're a Dramface member, you can interact with us using the Dramaphone and leave an audio message for us there. See you soon. Nope, still not there. Keep going.